This is a LibriVox recording. Candide by Voltaire, Chapter 3. How Candide made his escape from the Bulgarians, and what afterwards became of him. There was never anything so gallant, so spruce, so brilliant, and so well disposed as the two armies. Trumpets, fifes, hot-boys, drums, and cannon made music such as hell itself had never heard. The cannons, first of all, laid flat about six thousand men on each side. The muskets swept away from this best of worlds nine or ten thousand ruffians who infested its surface. The bayonet was also a sufficient reason for the death of several thousands. The whole might amount to thirty thousand souls. Candide, who trembled like a philosopher, hid himself as well as he could during this heroic butchery. At length, while the two kings were causing Te Deum to be sung each in his own camp, Candide resolved to go and reason elsewhere on effects and causes. He passed over heaps of dead and dying, and first reached a neighboring village. It was in cinders. It was an Abare village, which the Bulgarians had burnt according to the laws of war. Here old men, covered with wounds, beheld their wives, hugging their children to their bloody breasts, massacred before their faces, there their daughters, disemboweled and breathing their last, after having satisfied the natural wants of Bulgarian heroes, while others, half burnt in the flames, begged to be dispatched. The earth was strewn with brains, arms, and legs." Candide fled quickly to another village. It belonged to the Bulgarians, and the Abarian heroes had treated it in the same way. Candide, walking always over palpitating limbs or across ruins, arrived at last beyond the seat of war, with a few provisions in his knapsack, and Miss Cunegonde always in his heart. His provisions failed him when he arrived in Holland, but having heard that everybody was rich in that country, and that they were Christians, he did not doubt but he should meet with the same treatment from them as he had met with in the baron's castle, before Miss Cunegonde's bright eyes were the cause of his expulsion thence. He asked alms of several grave-looking people, who all answered him that if he continued to follow this trade, they would confine him to the house of correction, where he should be taught to get a living. The next he addressed was a man who had been haranguing a large assembly for a whole hour on the subject of charity. But the orator, looking askew, said, "'What are you doing here? Are you for the good cause?' "'There can be no effect without a cause,' modestly answered Candide. "'The whole is necessarily concatenated and arranged for the best. "'It was necessary for me to have been banished from the presence of Miss Cunegonde, "'to have afterwards run the gauntlet, "'and now it is necessary I should beg my bread until I learn to earn it. "'All this cannot be otherwise.' "'My friend,' said the orator to him, do you believe the Pope to be the Antichrist? I have not heard it, answered Candide, but whether he be or whether he be not, I want bread. Thou dost not deserve to eat, said the other. Begone, rogue, begone, wretch, do not come near me again. The orator's wife, putting her head out of the window and spying a man that doubted whether the Pope was the Antichrist, poured over him a full 
oh heavens to what excess does religious zeal carry the ladies a man who had never been christened a good anabaptist named james beheld the cruel and ignominious treatment shown to one of his brethren an unfeathered biped with a rational soul he took him home cleaned him gave him bread and beer presented him with two florins and even wished to teach him the manufacture of persian stuffs which they make in holland candide almost prostrating himself before him cried master pangloss has well said that all is for the best in this world for i am infinitely more touched by your extreme generosity than with the inhumanity of that gentleman in the black coat and his lady the next day as he took a walk he met a beggar all covered with scabs his eyes diseased the end of his nose eaten away his mouth distorted his teeth black choking in his throat tormented with a violent cough and spitting out a tooth at each effort end chapter three this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. read by ted delorme in fort mill south carolina during January 2007.